0: Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know before you started listening to the rest of the show that the E is on for this one, Uh, in case you didn't see that in the show notes. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Uh, Please enjoy our other part of our trip to Pennsylvania Libations, where we talk with Dana. Enjoy!
1: You're listening to Those Dramginsers, with your hosts, John and Zach.
0: Hey everyone, I'm John. And I'm Zach. And welcome to Those Dramginsers, where we drink bourbon.
1: And talk about
0: it.
2: So my name's Dana. Hi Dana. Hi Dana. (laughs) Hi. I work here at Pennsylvania Libations. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about some of our lovely whiskey-making distilleries that we have here. Uh, Liberty Pole is from Washington, PA. We love to say it's our history in a bottle, battlegrounds where the Whiskey Rebellion occurred, two doors down from the David Bradford House, everything these guys do, this small family is to pay homage to the Scotch-Irish heritage of the region and to honor those that bravely fought back in the Whiskey Rebellion, right? So they use all artisanal grains, locally sourced, same water source from the Mingo Creek. It is distilled water. (laughs) 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 And they use very small 15-gallon barrels right now for what we have here. Mm -hmm. So again, we could talk about some of that rapid aging. You can get more of that surface contact in Mm -hmm. um, a shorter amount of time. So what we see here is mostly between around 10 months to 12 months on their aging right now. We have a beautiful rye, which is one of my... What are we doing? The, wait, we have peated and peated. We have rye. Are we doing only bourbons, Christian? No. Okay. <laughs> so. I was just making sure you are paying attention. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm on it. So, no, um, we have a rye. It's a 61% rye, 13% malted rye, 13% wheat, and 13% malted barley. Um, This one, we're now up to about 14 months in a 15-gallon barrel. Um, I love this for classic cocktail or rocks drinking. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. Their bourbon is not going to drink like a traditional bourbon. Here, let me give you a taste of that, sir. See what you think. (laughs) Never had it before. Thank you. The rye is balanced nicely here with the the malting on the the barley and the rye. Mm -hmm. So... Um, We'll talk about that a little bit later with another one, too. I have a nicely balanced dry here. But you really get the the full grain. He also does leave the grains in while he starts the distillation, too, which gives it a more impactful flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I love about this bourbon is that, again, we talk about those artisanal grains. So this bourbon is actually following the rules that we jokingly call here. Do not have anyone take offense to this, but we jokingly call it the bourbon air quote Bible, right? (laughs) So it follows the rules of the bourbon... Bible. Okay. Um, so technically it can be called a bourbon, but it's not gonna drink like a traditional bourbon. It actually is made with a bloody butcher corn, which is, is a non GMO heirloom variety. Right. Oh. I'll let you sip that first before we get into this one. You like
0: it? That's not bad. Yeah. He's not much of a, I'm rye, not much of a rye so I was now. curious. Well, that's why I like this one, because it's kind
2: of, it's, 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 I got rye that's going to so punch it. you in your face later with you rye, will. okay? okay. <laughs> but that's not this. This no, is nicely rounded, yes. Yes. right? Not not that rye
3: whiskey was told to us by one of the best from distillery <clears throat> distillers in the world this that is it is his favorite rye in Pennsylvania, and he thinks it's one of the best ryes made in the country. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just, I will say I do like that, and I don't. You don't typically like, do rye. Right. I don't do that peppery it was, flavor, right? And do. I can
2: find another rye that you like them based on that. So mm. that's one of the other beautiful things we get to do here is that again, based on your flavor profile. Mm. So you don't you want a little more well rounded, not so much forceful spice on your rye. Mm. So that's what we do. We don't try to push a particular bottle on you. We find those bottles that have that profile, nice. and then we'll say, "Here, try this one, this one, this one, and this one. Okay. Whichever one suits mm. you the best, that's the one you can walk with." Right? No mm. pressure. So, this one, you got to taste, though, to see the difference. Because as bourbon drinkers, I think this is a really fun one to start off with because it is not going to be your traditional bourbon. Mm-hmm. But that's why I love to make
1: Cheers, buddy. Cheers,
2: cocktails with this guy, too. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. going to drink. He makes my people that drink across the pond whiskey happier than your average bourbon drinker because <laughs> it's a 57% bloody butcher corn, which is that non-GMO red heirloom mm-hmm. corn. It's uh-huh. a maize, Okay. So it's not going to have that bread and butter sugar sweetness to the corn, Mm -hmm. right? But what happens on this guy, it's a 57% bloody butcher corn, 18% wheat, and 25% malted barley. So that barley on the back end there, right? Mm -hmm. Again, rounding it out. But that's where you're getting some of the sweetness from, not just that, it's not that corn. It's not a really, 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 really sweet corn, right? It's an earthier corn. So when you make the cocktails, as my psalm here will tell you in my part, manager will tell you you used to make those classic cocktails with rye not with bourbon mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so when you're making those classic cocktails with a lot of these bourbons now in my opinion it goes a little too sweet almost like coyingly sweet yeah so when you use a bourbon like this that's nicely balanced still has the word bourbon to make the people happy Right? right? You can make a really great old fashioned. So, we do a patented breakfast bourbon here that's a play on a ginger maple old fashioned. But when mm. I try it with some of the other bourbons, it goes a little too sweet. So, that's a yeah. really nice use of the Bloody Butcher Corn. You right ever get
3: guys. somebody to try to drink bourbon at 9, 10 in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday? No. Well, I, I do
2: All day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's breakfast, breakfast bourbon, bourbon. <laughs> well, maybe for my next birthday I'll
1: come in for breakfast. oh you gotta there come you in go. that's your podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right there we'll have
2: breakfast bourbon. <laughs> I'll make the bacon and everything because my breakfast bourbon has a bacon room on it it's really nice <laughs> I know. I'm sold. We're you know, friends. We when are we moving? We're friends. <laughs> Rents about $600 a month. <laughs> cheaper, yeah, cheaper than my
3: mortgage.
1: My mortgage sale. Sale. Yeah. <laughs> and there's more whiskey here than I'm <laughs> So,
2: another great choice from these guys this is what we had, when we first opened, we were waiting anxiously for this to come because mm-hmm. it had just won mm-hmm. a gold in Nashville. And this is their peated bourbon. It's kind of
3: it was the American Craft Spears Convention yes. in Nashville. Yes. won the gold medal. Yeah. It was the best whiskey in the country. Yeah. over 600 entries. Yeah, it was oh, great. Wow. So, so, uh, very unique. And at that time, I think that what they set in was only a six-month product. Yeah, it was and now it's, it's only getting better,
2: right? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, this guy here is back to why I wanted you to taste this bourbon before mm-hmm. we went to this, right? So mm-hmm. now we know that base of the corn, it's not going to be as sweet. So mm-hmm. we jokingly like to say here this is like if... Scotch-kissed bourbon on the lips. I do like scotch. Mm-hmm. Because what you're going to get <clears throat> is a 59% bloody butcher corn again, so we're going back to that corn, but a 41% malted mm-hmm. barley, and that barley is actually peated in Scotland, mm-hmm. imported, brought here, and then made oh, into whiskey oh, here. A, two salt.
3: manufacturers that malt in Scotland, one of them is called Bairds. that's where they get it peated and then brought back.
0: Can you talk about that? Like, the difference between a malted and then, like, you say it's peated. So it's
2: peated, yeah. So what they do is the the barley, the, the, the barley, mm-hmm. instead, in Scotland, what always made the scotches different, even than the Irish whiskeys, mm-hmm. different regions, right? Mm-hmm. So in the Islay's, they didn't have as many trees, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. So they had to come up with creative ways to dry their barley out in the kiln, so they would take the peat moss, dry the peat moss. Of which there's plenty right? Plenty of, Mm -hmm. and then they would use that peat moss to fire the kiln to dry the barley so the smoke. So Mm -hmm. let's do this right now for fun, boys. Let's have a little test, right? Right, bourbon boys? Yeah, yeah. You just tasted peat. Mm -hmm. Did we taste them? Mm
4: -hmm. Okay,
2: so we know what peat tastes like. That's peat. Mm -hmm. Now let's taste smoke (laughs) because peat and smoke are not the same. I thought you were gonna say, let's taste Scott. Scott. Every guy, keep your mouth open.
1: Okay. It'll help you filter the flavors through your mouth. You'll be tasting the bourbon before you actually taste it. So keep your mouth open when you're doing it. Plus, it'll not burn as much.
2: So the first one was Mm. peat. So that is the barley being smoked with the peat moss, Mm -hmm. right? Where this is the Explorer Mm -hmm. bourbon that we were talking about, how they use that rapid aging technique with the number five char barrels, the five-gallon number five char barrels, Mm -hmm. number four, number five char barrels. So now... You're gonna get more of the smoke from the char in the barrel. It's gonna feel slightly different on the mouth and tongue. It's a lot sweeter. So some people like peat. It's very chocolatey. There's but some chocolate. people yeah. like smoke. Yeah. That's but not slight. everybody that likes smoke likes peat.
1: That, that tastes I, like like if a chocolate milkshake would be a bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I, I So I let's talk about this chocolate. guy
2: next then. We'll just talk so this is oh, the that's Explorer crazy. Spirits. That is so good. That's really this good. This is their bourbon, me. right? Mm -hmm. I call this is what I call my this is like my one of my favorite for summertime, backyard, barbecue, Mm -hmm. easy drinking, so smooth, right? Nice and smoky. So this is a 70% the Explorer bourbon whiskey, 70% corn. Mm -hmm. 25% rye, 5% malted barley. Okay? So high-cut rye on this. But that's When we talked before about breaking up that 53-gallon barrel, Mm -hmm. he breaks it down after anywhere for about six months to eight months. He's starting to age it a little bit longer. So it's about six to eight months he breaks it down and then finishes the aging to about a year and a half in those five-gallon barrels, right? But Those five-gallon barrels are char four, char five. So that's where you're getting a lot of the smoke on there, right?
1: Wow, that does not taste the way it smells. No. And I like it. I like it, too. A lot.
2: So these guys are out of Allentown, Explorer Spirits. My grandmother Yeah, Keisha. Keisha, he's a scientist Chachi. from Africa. Yes, and uh, he is
3: one of the funniest, coolest guys to deal with. Mm-hmm. And he also is the kind of person that understands that what Dana brings to the plate and what everybody here at this company brings to the plate is that we know what sells, and we kind of help guide him to what to create in a sense down to to what we have in the works of creating a one liter his wheat vodka that he makes we got him to do a different bottle that's bar friendlier to do a one liter vodka of a wheat vodka so that we can actually pull something for him and actually be able to like compete with the open market with that but also it goes hand in hand where we're like hey we don't have a honey bourbon we've had a honey bourbon in the past you create a honey bourbon for us, mm-hmm. and he did using local wildflower honey from Eastern huh. PA, orange blossom honey is down Dip south on obviously from the orange sure. trees, but the so he uses this classic bourbon that you guys tried and, and it's tried and true, but, you know at a super low cost one of the cheaper bourbons in the store, and then the honey bourbon um, with the wildflower. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but he short, Dan, do you know more about his actual like chemistry background? Like he made mm-hmm. ethanol. Like that was like one of his like true passes. Like he worked for a chemistry company or some kind of.
2: We have found that a lot of chemists are choosing this as their science of choice. Now. <laughs> or their retirement. Yeah. Now. How like, can I keep doing what I yeah. love? Yeah. We probably like, oh, we'll get drunk. Yeah, the chemistry like, backgrounds make the like, best just booze.
3: Like, <laughs> I believe it. Just like <laughs> so being one of the most renowned bartenders in Pittsburgh with twenty-five years of experience and being able to keep doing what she has so developed yeah. and so in love with and. Not have to deal with, you know, wedding groups. Or 3 a.m.
2: drunkards out in the street. Yeah. No, yeah. none not of that. Place. Right? <laughs> it's actually being able to use... My mother's very happy that I used my high IQ to retain all of this knowledge about whiskey. That's what she <laughs> always dreamed, that I would become a professional drinker. My pastor mother. Lie, you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> she, she learned everything she knew before she started working here at Gooskies. That's cute. I learned at whiskey on, on the other side of the bar. No. <laughs>
4: yeah. you're welcome for the plug.
2: Well, one of the things that's great about uh, Mr. Chachki is that not only is he saying... So he, he originally, he um, was from Africa, so, um, and this is part of his retirement, so a portion of the proceeds from all the Explorer Spirits goes to a clean water drinking project in Africa, but also to the Pennsylvania Meals on Wheels program. Mm-hmm. So while you're getting drunk and feeling good. And feel good about getting drunk because you you're doing your charity work <laughs> by lifting your glass right, now, well, right? So now. drink it's more right of in. that one, right, for... Explore. Bang,
3: right bang, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. bang for you're buck, bang for buck, bang for buck. Honestly, Yeah,
2: bang for buck. Like I, I know what so I mean. I, I'll never lie. Like if I have somebody in here that's gonna ask me about having like a single malt, you know,
4: mm-hmm.
2: 12, 16, 18 year Scotch, I'm not gonna tell them to put this on the rocks and sip on it. But I'm gonna tell them, hey, look, if you want to really Well made, affordable bottle of bourbon Mm -hmm. that isn't going to upset anyone, and you can either drink it on the rocks or splash it or do this all day long. This Mm -hmm. one is great, it has Mm -hmm. a beautiful character to it with that nice smoke. But we're not going to ever try to pretend that these are not you know, this is not 12 years old, right? Even though it has that rapid aging and it's nice and smooth, it's not 12 years old. So, when you tell people the truth and you get them into their wheelhouse of being able to drink Mm -hmm. what they should be drinking, this is every day. Maybe our 80 bottle is a little more special occasion, right? right? So maybe everybody doesn't drink every day like we do, but to us, this is every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the difference between
1: that and what we just have? Is there any difference? Because there's no, no. There's,
2: I just wanted to make sure because that one was a little low on the bottle. And so sometimes I feel this is the last batch. I can tell by the color. So one thing that I do that's neurotic here that everybody else would think is probably crazy, except for if you're a whiskey drinker. Mm -hmm. But when you're a whiskey drinker, you appreciate it. So if I have we get new batches and sometimes the batches change and especially as these yeah, younger guys are getting mm-hmm. yes are getting older right they're aging more they're right. using different types of barrels they start to move to bigger types of barrels mm-hmm. right? right so these subtle changes They matter. They will have character difference to them, right? I
1: tasted a little bit, a little more pepper on that. Mm -hmm. And I smelled more chocolate on the nose Mm -hmm. up front. See, Mm -hmm. I felt like it
2: had more char on this one, right? And so Mm -hmm. this is one of the older ones. So when I, now I know I'm crazy, but you you tasted it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I know that this is the leftover from the old batch. And then the last batch that he brought us was actually older. I mean, right? So I wanted you to have the older batch, which is why I went and grabbed the older batch, right? It's
1: still smooth. Oh, yeah. So it's still smooth,
2: but I feel like this, we're we're getting better. The only thing that's happening now is getting better right so when you come in if i have two batches i'm gonna let you taste the old batch and the new batch Mm -hmm. because whatever you walk with in your hand i want to make sure that you tasted it and you loved it i liked that one more i had a little bit more of a hug too right -hmm. right so that's 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 great this is a perfect example as well too we've gone through a couple different incarnations our wonderful friends at big spring spirits one of the most amazing distilleries, and I can say this without citing anybody else, it's the first gold lead certified distillery in the state, only the um, second in the country and the third in the world to accomplish that fact, so it's no small feat. Um, so again, chemists using their power for good. Green, <laughs> green, green, green. Yeah, green is the, I okay. mean, the least amount of waste. They do everything from taking the grains back to the farms, they get their water source from... Big Springs is the Talleyrand Park right behind them. Mm. Three years running, voted best tasting water in Pennsylvania, one of the cleanest sources of water. Interesting. It runs through both sand and dolomite. The Scotia Baron. The Scotia Baron. And so this is water that um, you all pay for in plastic bottles. It's being stolen by Dasani and all of those other people, right, Mm. to sell to you. That's what they make this. Literally, Coca
3: Cola's largest water bottling plant in the country is three miles down from the
2: spring. Right. So that's why, you know, when you hear about Kentucky and bourbon and limestone yeah. and water and all of mm-hmm. this, well, hi, we're all part
4: of Appalachia here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: just
3: pointing They're that wild. out here, right? Yeah, so yeah. we have really good water, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. The fun part about what they do with their excess, the, like the, the, the bad parts of the, the distillation, so they actually give that back to the, the farms so they get the gra- the grain. And they use that alcohol to burn to heat the cow farm homes, the yeah. houses, mm. whatever. They source look, all look, their look, grains look. within
2: 25 yeah. miles of the distillery. Yeah. So they're actually supporting the local agriculture. So if you ever come in for one of my fun day Sundays, mm-hmm. right? We uh, if, we're rowdy, <laughs> yeah. if we're a little rowdy, if we're a little rowdy, we'll get to the point where we like, you know, it's our circle of liquor here. <laughs> so from the farm to the mm-hmm. distillery mm-hmm. to us to you. Even just in this, this was the first one that we started with Thank you, sir. to think that this kicked it all off. We now mm-hmm. support twenty-three small businesses all in this shop. That's awesome. Every single thing in here is made in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. including me.
3: One of the fun things about Big Springs <laughs> is that they one. they mash, steel, ferment, and barrel age everything separately. The rye, wheat, corn.
2: Right. So this is a sixty-four percent corn, thirty-five percent wheat, and one percent rye. Now we go back to our joke. This is where the joke of Bourbon Bible came from. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. They, would, they follow all the rules of the Bourbon Bible, except they made a conscious choice. They wanted a flavor profile instead of the word bourbon, right? And they wanted mm-hmm. to stick to being able to source all their grains locally, right? So this is 64% corn, 35% wheat, what, 1% rye. What word didn't I say in this? Hmm. Barley. Barley, mm-hmm. right? Because there's none in the area, right? So being the scientist that they are, they actually use enzymes. They admit fully that they use enzymes, uh-huh. Right in their, in their start, <clears throat> for they make a hundred percent rye, one hundred percent rye, mm. no barley, um, one hundred percent wheat, and one hundred percent corn. So, what they do to get this guy is they take two barrels of corn to one barrel of wheat and a splash of rye.
3: And they're one of five distilleries in the country to do this, yeah. Right. Mm. Because one of the biggest problems with it is startup capital, you got to have four times the barrels, three times the barrels of least because normally you can put everything together. And yield 250 bottles out of one barrel, but you gotta be able to do a rye barrel, a corn barrel, a wheat barrel. So that's three barrels to one for that mm-hmm. whole mashing. But then, once again, you have 1% rye. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with the other 90% of the rye? Right. So you have a lot of rye left over. So we're really hoping that Big Springs all of a sudden is gonna tell us they have a five year bonded straight rye. Yeah. That That'd be awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Two years straight ride right, right now is amazing. But at the same time is that we're kinda of hoping that because they have so much left over, right. But that also gives them the option to say, All right, these they have over four hundred fifty three gallon barrels sitting which is one of the, the highest amount. There are probably top three or four distilleries in the state, which doesn't say a lot, but when you have 90 distilleries right now, or more in Pennsylvania, that does say a lot. Mm-hmm. So. so
2: this guy here, right, part of our circle of liquor, mm-hmm. right, from mm-hmm. the farm mm-hmm. to here, what people really love about this, it does matter for a lot of people nowadays, knowing that they're keeping it as local as possible, mm-hmm. right, uh, the least amount of waste possible. So even just like he's saying, like the not transporting of the grains, right, mm-hmm. the same water, that they're putting in here, the same water that's irrigating the fields. Like mm-hmm. it really is a circle mm-hmm. of liquor. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. And they also, like I said, do. A, it's interesting. This is where we got our analogy, I, we could play it with you really quick of the corn, wheat, and rye. So we like to tell people when we're introducing them to um, whiskey on how to taste. Again, it's not my job to tell you what kind of whiskey to like, mm-hmm. right? So I will give them 100% corn, 100% wheat, and 100% rye. Let them taste them and see. Put the wheat up front, right? That's kind of your middle earth. Mm -hmm. And then the corn is going to be a little sweeter. And the rye is going to be a little spicier. Now, I'm not going to say that you're going to love any of these three 100% as your whiskey of choice. But I guarantee you, after doing this many, many times, you're going to lean towards one of them. Mm -hmm. And that helps me know, okay, well, you're going to probably be a rye drinker. Let's look at this world of rye and Mm -hmm. introduce you to rye with wheat and rye with corn Mm -hmm. and rye with barley and rye, Mm -hmm. right? Or you can say, oh, you might lean a little more towards like a traditional Mm -hmm. bourbon, right? Mm -hmm. But what else you get to do, what they do, which is really fun now for the really crazies, see that box over there, is our Build-A-Bourbon. So you can have the small bottles of 100% corn, 100% wheat, and 100% rye. And just because they like it this way doesn't mean you have to like it that way. So you can add a splash of rye, add a splash of wheat, right? Start with your base of corn. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it's a really fun You can be a scientist. You can be a (laughs) scientist. I don't know about me, but... You can be your own master blender. (laughs) Master blender, right? Absolutely. So, Big Spring Spirits, Belfont PA. Finally, somebody's mentioned, you know, what I've accomplished. Yeah. So, Thistlefinch, uh, Lancaster, PA, Mm -hmm. um, part of Amish country, sourcing Mm -hmm. all their grains within... uh, 90% of their grains within the um, two surrounding counties, Lebanon and um, Lancaster. Uh, Andrew Martin is the head distiller there. He is a self-taught distiller. Uh, He also likes to keep his grain in as he's starting the distillation process. They focus on rye. Mm -hmm. They're not doing bourbon. They're Mm -hmm. doing rye. Mm -hmm. Um, So they do uh, a 60% rye, 30% wheat, 10% malted barley. Oh, that's the coffee. Those are those straight rye first. (laughs) So there's a 60% rye, 30% wheat, and 10% malted barley. Barrel-aged for two years. It is a proper straight rye. Um, what I find on this one, after doing, I don't know, 50,000 tastes of it, would be <laughs> that this one tends to make my Canadian drinkers happier. As long as I preface for them the difference between a lot of... I've found Ooh. with the Canadian and... Yeah, the nose oh. is great on that. Mm-hmm. So that it, the wheat softens the rye a bit. Mm-hmm. This is 60% rye. What's really nice about this guy, though, is because... He's using new American charred oak barrels, right? Mm-hmm. So, whereas a lot of Canadian drinkers are used to a little softer, not as much barrel, right? This is kind of like that Canadian underbelly, but with a bigger barrel on top, right? So, it, it drinks a little more like a people that like like a crown black or a crown royal. You know, as long as I get them to understand, it's gonna have a little more barrel feel than a crown, mm-hmm. right? Well, literally, this
3: week has been three years I've been working with them. Yeah, they're my first whiskey distillery when i started with cj spirits with their two and their gin as a broker i you know did what i could with two and a gin mm-hmm. and then people were like you need a whiskey so i start that's when i contacted Thistlefinch through instagram mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: literally this week is the week that i found out two years ago three years ago when i could the store concept was plausible and i signed on Thistlefinch and brought him
1: back to pittsburgh that's on my Christian. he walked into the Turpino and I was running the beverage program there and he had a backpack full of booze and Thistle Finch uh, coffee. He's come, way, yeah. <laughs> He's come a long way, baby. He's come a long way.
3: He didn't have the two-year rye, right? Yeah, only had the black coffee and the black pepper whiskey. Because sure. he had to wait. Oh,
2: that's right. Yeah, Yeah. that's the
3: thing. While we're waiting, right? Black pepper, black coffee, and black uh, coffee was like six months old when
2: I first started selling Mm -hmm. it. So, if you want to start a distillery, my experience and what my advice would be, because Christian is right, and this is what I try to tell people: um, we are three or four of the only people that have ever worked exclusively with Pennsylvania craft spirits mm-hmm. right and it's very different and this is something if you ever come in here well, you hear me say i know much. well that's what i say you will hear me say this again and again and again because it's true is that um unlike a distillery when you go into a distillery they're going to say here we make this taste it right and your mother taught you to be polite so even if you don't like it you will grin and bear it right you won't spit it back out at them and walk out and stuff but you will actually say what you really think outside mm-hmm. so what my yeah. magic is my magical unicorn I follow here. them outside I, so follow I work very hard to, to, to make people comfortable up front so that they're going to be honest with me and I stress how important their honesty is and that I don't make any of this so it doesn't hurt my feelings right mm-hmm. and so honestly people tell us the truth Mm-hmm. So as soon as they tell me, if you go to distillery, you don't get the truth. They tell me the truth all day long. Mm-hmm. I'm your data. Mm-hmm. I'm your points of data that mm-hmm. you need to just come to and say, oh, 20 people thought this, 30 people thought that, 50 people thought this, right? I can help you through critique. That's what Christian said. When they listen to us, if you don't get up on a high horse and say, well, just because we made it, it's good. No, it's not. It doesn't mean it's good mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. you made it. should made be the very tagline right? of your just (laughs) Just because you you made made it it doesn't doesn't mean it's good right? (laughs) I'm sorry and I can tell you that when you're not there pushing your wares other people will tell you the truth right Mm -hmm. so when they listen like he said like Kishore listen you know we're like we need a honey bourbon we need to be smooth on this end he gave us four different choices and said you guys pick yeah. We're like, awesome. So we did blind taste tests, right? Yeah. Same thing with Eric. We did a, a single barrel. With Stolen Wolf. Wolf. We did a single barrel selection, right? Three blind barrels. Let the people decide. Got all of this interesting feedback, right? Put the right one in the bottle. Boom, gone, right? Sold. Couldn't even keep it on the shelf. Yeah. Boom, gone. <laughs> 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 when they listen, right? a whole barrel. Right. Like with our, like so those, like, yeah, these guys, though, what I will say to everyone starting is listen to truth, right? But also... Don't try to do 20 different things. Do one thing and do it well, right? Learn from Maggie's, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Learn from Boyd and Blair. Learn from Philadelphia distilling, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, I know everybody has to make things to put in their bar and make money until the whiskey comes, right? But don't pretend that everything that you make is good, right? To focus on what you want it to be and then continue crafting it. And that's what these guys at Thistle Finch have done, Mm -hmm. right? Their rye just keeps getting better, better and older.
3: And, and, but in the interim they decided to make a black coffee and black pepper whiskey.
2: But it's and, the same it's the same base, see? It's yeah. mm-hmm. So, 60% rye, 30% wheat, 10% malted barley, right? So now with this coffee, we have a rock drinking rye that's going to have a coffee on the nose and a coffee on the finish and because tons this guy has of chocolate, and tons of cocoa yeah. to it. This guy is not a watered down not
3: mm-hmm. going to be
2: watered down with coffee, right?
3: Mhm. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. This, this I just like to of, sip on, on the map, like in Pittsburgh, when I started in January 2016, hmm. um, selling thistlefinch, finch. Uh, I went from four accounts to 47 in seven weeks because of black pepper and black coffee. They were so unique and different. People yep. really didn't see them. They're local and they didn't suck. Yeah, that's that's the price point. And like they're 38 retail when wholesale. Yep, it's mm-hmm. not bad. When you get yep. under 34 wholesale on a whiskey. Yep. You can make it on a menu.
2: Yeah. Lesson number two is you get two choices quality or price point, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So that has, you have to work. Or award. the distillers that want to win. Figure out both of them. right, right, yeah. right. But that's what I mean. You can't. You, you can well, quality. You'll get the price you want for it if, it's, if the quality is there. That's okay. Yeah, that's why but like $1. otherwise, so the smarter guys, like with our with our new friends at Disobedient Spirits, they're brilliant because they're catering to their college crowd in IUP, right mm-hmm. in in Homer City. So they have a nice you know, basic line that they're not pretending that they make everything from scratch in that one with $20 bottles that they can sell at the bar and they can sell out of their distillery, right? But now they're taking the time to show love, to craft their Mm -hmm. bourbons and their whiskeys, right? And so these are going to, you're going to have a bourbon and you're going to have a rye, right? You're not going to have 30 different bourbons and 30 different ryes. Mm -hmm. It's just too much. Mm -hmm. I feel that... People get lost, too, because then they don't know what your brand is anymore. They don't know what your flagship is. They don't know what your constant is. Mm-hmm. You're, you're still new. Mm-hmm. So help us help you by getting some brand consistency before you try to go into 20 different There's a distillery in
3: here that's willing to put the word infused whiskey on a label, which they, they just gave us a cherry whiskey that says cherry infused whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's a corn base. And it probably isn't barrel aged. It's probably just cherry added, but it's an, it's actually a really good product. Yeah, it's 100 percent corn. And right. uh, but so the idea is, is that's what she's talking about. It's yeah. like they don't pretend. Like yeah. they're just like this is what it is. They have their house vodka that wholesales for ten dollars a bottle. And so they they you know they get it, but at the same time is that, they make a
2: beautiful crafted higher and blue corn vodka that they make from scratch.
3: Yeah, right. So they do both sides.
2: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so on that one it's quality, I'll get I'll we'll pay the price on that. But if you have somebody that's coming in that just wants to like, you know grow a bottle they're walking down the street they're push. tailgating and they're dumping it into a thing of Gatorade and I'm still gonna sell them a bottle right <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I had a nickel every time I had vodka Gatorade pre-gaming
2: yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. if you're doing vodka and Gatorade <laughs> I know have you seen the strip on a Saturday okay <laughs> I see it for 12 hours straight
4: yeah.
2: so <laughs> so yeah so then anyway that's what I love about these guys. They're, 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 their focus is rye. They do mm-hmm. rye. Yeah. They have this beautiful little twist with just the same 60, 30, 10 on the same mash bill, same whiskey. Mm-hmm. This, though, for the um, it's only aged for one year on the black coffee and the black pepper, and then they take whole roasted coffee beans and stick them in the barrel for the last six months. So it gets the residuals. residual natural shot. flavor. Yeah. But I don't know if this is true, so if there's anybody out there who can, I'd love I love science, right? I had a, I had a guy across the counter because for nine months I kept saying, I don't know why, because I. I don't know why it's smooth. It's so smooth mm-hmm. when it's only a year old and this one's two years old. And then some brainiac on the other side schooled me and he was like, Well, it's probably the acid from the coffee beans breaking down the esters and the alcohol, much like the barrel would do over time. <laughs> and I said, Well, that sounds good. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> that's that's hired. You're hired. <laughs> well, that sounds great. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Like is that true? Because if that's true, I, I, I'm gonna take that. Yeah, and but that's, so
3: that's what she says. So that's what I said. So I don't
2: know, but I tell people that a man told me that, and yeah. it makes Until sense. Until somebody says different, that's you run it. Away. Sounds great. It sounds yeah. great. But I, like I said, I never lie, so I'll mm-hmm. even tell people. But that makes sense to me because mm-hmm. uh-huh. I don't know why. Because literally for nine months, I was saying I don't know why it's so smooth. Mm-hmm. I love drinking that one on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Don't even make a cocktail out of it. Just sip it on the rocks, right? Yeah. Um, the black pepper makes a great. Spicy old-fashioned, though. Yeah. Or uh,
3: Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. We call it Bloody Rebel because yep. of the Whiskey Rebellion and then you're rebel okay. for drinking whiskey in the morning with your Bloody Mary or <laughs> for dinner, whatever your V8 is. <laughs>
2: How are you guys doing so, okay. so far? Drinky? Good. Okay. Yeah. They're professionals, right? I like it. Okay, so disobedient spirits, um, going back to our friends in Homer City, IUP, right? So this is, um, we just got this recently, so this is one of our newer whiskeys, Um I, I did tell you I'm the stickler about everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I do know now, I now know that this bottle, because I cornered them last time and I was like, did you change barrels? <laughs> <laughs> so we are at a 15 gallon barrel um, now with their uh, bourbon. It is a uh, 60% corn, 20% rye, 20% malted barley. Um, but it is being barrel aged in a 15 gallon barrel for 14 months right now. So this guy, for what he is, again, you know, are we going to tell people that this is a 12 year like sipping? No, but is it good to sip? Yeah, is it smooth? Yeah, bang for buck in the I don't 40s. Think I've ever had. I should probably have extra shot. shot. You should yeah. have a little more. So, you know. one of the things they do is they smoke the um, barley milk. with this one with the cherry wood.
1: That's, that's right. What get. So, ah, cherry, yeah. look at that.
2: Mm-hmm. So, good for you.
1: There's a, there's a free it. So, again, too, so because it.
2: they're doing these nice little <laughs> subtle things, right, where maybe they don't have the complexity of the years, but that nice little subtle touch of that cherry wood on there yep, mm-hmm. now sets it apart from some of these other bourbons. What I also love about most of the guys that we're dealing with in Pennsylvania. Very, cool. Nobody's trying to make a Kentucky style bourbon here, really. We're not in Kentucky, right? We're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's really, it's I know. It's these, are wood <laughs> these are
1: wood staves, right? Mm.
2: No, I was told that he actually that it was the um, that the barley from was cherry the wood bottom. smoked.
0: Take the cherry wood smoked. Got it. Yeah. Okay.
2: Not <clears throat> in the barrel. That's actually from the barley being smoked. Okay. Because the other things that they like smoked, so they have a hickory smoked. Um, whiskey that is just a white corn with hickory smoke, but it's really great for. We don't have any uh, true. You can't make a tequila, obviously, in Pennsylvania. So for people that like a smoky mezcal or something along those lines, that hickory smoked corn whiskey, great alternative. Mm-hmm. You can make the same kind of cocktails you make with that, just with that white corn whiskey mm-hmm. that's smoky and hickory, mm-hmm. right? Um, so so there, we have a mezcal now. No, like I sell like that. <laughs> that's how I sell it. <laughs> You loved that smoky mezcal drink you had last week, didn't you? Well, let me make it with this instead. Yeah. So that's what we do. But but if that's your option and you can make a nice craft cocktail at home, my belief, and I've been telling Christian this for a year and a half, and it's coming true, right, Christian? What's what's next year? Next year is the year we're moving away from the twenty-step cocktails, and we're moving much more towards the quality classics. Quality, quality, yep. quality, right? Mm-hmm. Fewer ingredients, but more quality. Ingredients. Let me plug
3: something real quick. There's probably a really good chance we're going to call a cocktail bar called Classics right here in the strip district, where we're only going to sell the products here. And we're going to be able to educate you on everything you think you know that
1: you like. When you guys mm-hmm. open Classic. that, will you call us and let us know? <laughs> we'll come in yes. and do yeah. a show so, with you, and you can talk all about classics. I'll be only working the out there, classics. okay? <laughs> imagine 40
3: different ways to have an old fashioned, and we can actually educate well, you on every way that why it goes that way. So we're going gonna we find to find you the perfect old fashioned for everybody. Everybody actually has actually talk own.
1: about mixed. Whiskey drinks, in addition mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. just straight whiskey, like we want to talk mm-hmm. about the different whiskeys and the flavor profiles. And well, no, but that's it why that's well, We exactly also it. want to talk about you know what's a, whi- a mixed whiskey drink and and how do those change and, and mm-hmm. the whiskeys going. What kind of whiskey do you want to use in this drink? For example, like you were earlier talking about right. old fashioned exactly. And if you use a really mm-hmm. sweet, like traditional corn-based bourbon plus the sugar yeah. cube in the old fashioned, you're gonna get a really sweet right. old fashioned. So like so last time I had one yeah. old fashioned, I got it mm-hmm. with um, Woodford Reserve. It was too sweet. Yeah, a good
2: bartender would have either done one of two things. You know what I do? I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'll tell you. If you insist on that, you Mm. know what I do? I pull back. I pull back. I pull back on the sugar, and I pull back on the sweet vermouth, and I do it every time without even telling you. And then I serve it to you, Mm -hmm. and then you think it's good. But that's the problem: is it's not really then a proper Manhattan or a proper yeah.
1: And I took a sip, and I was like.
2: That's yeah. my that's my koi, so sweet. sweet. That's so after that, koi. I was
1: like, I will take a maker's rocks, please, because I just need to have <laughs> right. no bullshit. The other side of the right. We're gonna yeah, have right. to put the right. uh, the beep on that. My very first ever on the rocks
3: <laughs> cocktail was by West Chong. He was the first brand ambassador for Wiggle when they first opened when they were only selling white whiskey. He was the bar manager at 1947 Tavern, and I'm good friends with his older brother. Mm-hmm. He gave me Maker 446 on a big chunk of ice. My first ever experiencing Something like that. And ever since then, it's come to this. Uh You know what I mean? Like, anyway.
2: All right, boys, you got me for five more minutes. So, Christian's going to have to do these guys. I'm going to do this because, boy, nobody does it better. And I will. (laughs) It's true. It's true. true. I will leave (laughs) out my dirty jokes. I have have to stop. This don't mess. So there's only, there's very few occasions that you actually get to talk about dick knowing his way around a bunghole and I get to do it with, <laughs> I get to do it with a straight face you, you know, on I, a daily basis. I'm only let you
3: say that again if you finish the rest of this. I mean, nobody wants to hear me talk about spirits. They want me I to talk know, about I know, but I'm going to get in
2: trouble and I have to pay an extra $50 and I can't do that. But we're going to get there. We're going okay. So anyway, stole and wolf, right? Um Dick Stoll, uh the Stoll in the Stoll and Wolf, uh was a uh, master distiller. He's a master distiller, been distilling for over 60 years. He was originally trained by uh C uh C Everett Beam. Is it Everett uh, Beam. Everett Beam, but, but but he he went by Charlie. He went by Charlie Beam, okay. According, according to Dick. So anyway, <laughs> Charlie Bob Beam, Charlie Beam trained Dick Stoll, right? Okay. But Dick made what was known as Michter's Whiskey out of Bomberger Distillery in central Pennsylvania for decades, and he was the master distiller there, Mm -hmm. right? So Dick was, uh, up until 1990, working in that distillery, making Michter's. So he was a bit of a legend, though, because after that time, um, he was doing some side projects, had some barrels resting for some other people, and his barrels were actually taken back, They were rebranded by two very famous families, and his bourbon became known as the A.H. Hirsch 16-Year Reserve, which was one of the most famous bourbons in the world, because it literally... Was the first bourbon to break that glass ceiling that had been reserved only for scotches before, where once a bourbon was now being like realized for its rarity, its quality, its age, right? And it was put in a bottle by the Van Winkle family. Hmm. Oh, oh, Interesting. Hmm. Hmm.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so oh, as, oh, you're telling me. I'm telling you <laughs> that this
2: was literally the precursor. Dick Stoll's whiskey was the precursor to the whole Pappy Van Winkle craze, right? So, Dick, come on, let me say it. Clearly knows his way around a bunghole. But <laughs> we're checking the E on this one. Checking the E on this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I
1: be be swear it, be swear beware
2: So Swear. 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 Dick though had family and a life in central Pennsylvania, so he basically stayed put, went into semi-retirement. Fast forward, a young man, my age. I like to say
4: young, but my <laughs> age,
2: in his forties. Um found out, like fascinated the history of the whole Bomberger distillery mm. and people don't know, but, you know, birthplace of uh, whiskey production in the United States of America, been making whiskey there since the late 1750s, <coughs> Kentucky, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man, this episode's getting like, we're throwing <laughs> down, blowing it. no,
2: not throwing down, just telling facts. making facts points to right to just say that straight. some people would, are allowed to we talk love about whiskey too. to come
3: up here and prove this
2: wrong love to talk about whiskey too <laughs> we're allowed to talk about whiskey too so eric finds out that he's still there in the area convinces him to come out of retirement and now mr Stoll is mentoring mr wolf eric wolf like he was once mentored by the beam family and like as we like to tell eric boy you are one lucky <laughs> um, yeah. guy uh, Because my goodness, he now has a master teaching him. So even though these guys have been only open for ten months, I mean was it Valentine's Day this last year they opened, oh. right? Within six months of being open, they uh put their ride that wasn't even a straight ride at that point, um, into what was that, the uh Ultimate Spirits Challenge, <clears> got ninety five <throat> points, beat out almost every ride in the country, came second place. 11-year-olds. Yeah. Right, and that's what you get when you have a master distiller of 60 years,
1: guys. I've never been so excited to try a ride. I know,
2: <laughs> so this is what I jokingly call when I tell people when I and this is going to be I'll a ride for one. you. So, I'm going to give you the 26 months. This is a 26 month, yeah. So, what I'm going to give that's you, this
3: has been crazy. We, we've been working with them for almost a year. Did they? No, the year it's not even, a year. not even been no. a year, no. So when we started with them, it was 16-month I month think it products. was
2: Valentine's Day this in morning. honor of Dick having to close the doors on Valentine's Day. I think they reopened on Valentine's Day this okay. year. Pretty sure.
3: Well, so we started with them with 16-month products. Yeah. And now we're up to 26- and 28-month products. Yeah. So every time they send us more product, it's just order and, and better, order. And it's so – and it's just like –
2: which means you have to come and taste more with me because, as we said before, I will never let you leave with a bottle that I don't know you already <laughs> love, right? And, and far be it from me to tell you, maybe you like the old batch better. And mm-hmm. if I have one of those bottles, I'll still give it to you, yeah. right? But we're going to find what you like. Yeah. And or this is going to be. No, <laughs> gosh, that's his personal collection of do not touch. I'm waiting for to come
3: inside all those bottles. I'm oh, going to is. do <laughs> it. I'm
2: not going to take the time. Now, for you, dear, when we talked about what you liked about the uh, Liberty Pole rye, mm-hmm. It was more well-rounded for your mouth, so it wasn't, you know, overwhelming spice of rye. So here, jokingly, I call this my bourbon lover's rye, because this is a 65% rye, 25% white sweet corn in that middle there, right? Mm -hmm. 10% malted barley. So here we go. We got Dick, who was trained by the Beams, throwing a little corn. And he's not making a Monongahale-style rye, and he's not making a Kentucky bourbon, bourbon, right? He takes the best, and he makes unique, beautiful whiskey products.
1: I will. I will probably. Okay, so I get. I love the
2: <laughs> Now, if you want to talk about making a really easy and taking people, just you can do this at home, right? Mm-hmm. So, if I want to show somebody really quick how to make a Manhattan, I'll take this bottle or this bottle of the um. of the Liberty Pole. Mm-hmm. rye because they're nicely balanced right already and then I'll show them how to play off that little spice of the rye mm-hmm. two parts this a little less than one part Dolan and two shakes of Angosturos. stir 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 you'll have a perfect Manhattan every Wait,
1: time so did we just do the rye or the whiskey we did the rye okay. mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah that's why I wanted to give you my bourbon drinker's rye buddy mm-hmm. see
1: great comment Yeah, I told you we turn you into a rye guy bourbon so.
2: drinker's rye <laughs> yeah no
1: you haven't turned me into a rye guy you've turned me into that uh, I, I, <laughs> a that rye a stolen wolf rye guy okay
2: now I'm about to get myself in a whole lot of trouble here, but I'm gonna do it for you. Don't look where I'm going.
3: <laughs> She's going into the cellar. No, I, no, I, I, don't, you know, I would, uh, this, I would.
1: This special is mine. Sauce. So we've okay. already got okay. the E on this, right?
2: This
0: is mine. Well, the, the E's on here. Just... I would
1: sit the shit out. I know.
2: <laughs> this is mine. No, what I'm about to put in your mouth is why you're gonna come back when I talk about the next single barrel selection that I have. Right? E is going on this. Mm-hmm. this is mine. <laughs> this is mine to take home but I'm going to share it with you this is is a single barrel selection so like I said when we got to line everybody up and let them taste on the blind barrels right I will tell you even in all my 25 years experience of waiting serving bartending doing it all it it never dawned I never truly appreciated what one single barrel could do Mm -hmm. on the wood just the wood right until I tasted this I had barrel 183, 184 and 211 all next to each other, Wait, so right? What are, what are we this is out? a single barrel selection of this. Okay. So, That's the rye, honey. Oh, the, this one. Yeah, it's a single barrel selection of okay. the rye. Okay? okay. Not I have a cask proof one too, but this is the 90 proof. So this was just done for us. Look how pretty when you get to join us here, you get to have things like this. Which is only done for Pennsylvania libations. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool if you think about it. Do mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you only have 125 <laughs> bottles? You get 125 <laughs> bottles out of this. You come see Dana and Christian. I mean, that's that's
3: what the whole idea that what really, really like not only oh being this able is so good. I'm
2: sharing people, this with you. Like
1: oh, Dana, is there honey on that?
2: No, but it smells like butterscotch and okay. it's rye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. So. Barrel 183 and 184, they lived right next to each other. They had the exact same water. They had the exact same temperature. They had the exact same mash bill, 65, 25, 10, right? The exact same aging, the exact same weather. They had every single thing the same. The only thing that was different was the wood itself that the barrel was made from.
1: So what was the wood?
2: Well, it was a new American charred oak, right? Okay. But it wasn't until I tried barrel 183 and 184 and was talking to Eric that it dawned on me. And he's like, honey, think about how that tree grew. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. So the, the, now I have to think about how that tree grew. Mm-hmm. So was there a drought? Was there mm-hmm. excess rain? How big are the rings, right? And that's going to depend then exactly so how it's that... Struck by the lightning of God. Well, or how it's going to absorb yeah. <laughs> the whiskey, right? So barrel 183 is going to absorb the whiskey never, different never than 183.
1: Sorry. I was going to say, struck if, like if there is not a distillery that uses a lightning struck tree and doesn't call it God's whiskey... yeah.
3: <laughs> That's what we're going to do. All right, we're cutting that out because we're
1: going to copy. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me very angry. <laughs>
2: so we charged a little bit more for this, and it was worth every penny because there was only 125 bottles, of which I have one that is signed and sealed at home. Bruce, and Christian has is- one that's signed and sealed up there. And then this one is in my hand. So that really means that we only sold 122 bottles of it.
0: Well, yeah, I got the front
2: Right? That is all right. And I, mind- and I no, might have
0: not. six bottles of it. That's and a rye. Too. If that didn't so come too. out of that bottle, I wouldn't believe
2: you. I know. And I, I believe know. you. But now but you I know why you. I said don't well, this is going home with me. Because we don't have any more to sell. <laughs> and Dana sold 100 bottles but of what? this.
1: Okay. So Dana, when, you deserve it. I know. When will you have more bottles?
2: So. Not of this one. <laughs> and that's that why one. when I say to but you. we will we'll have. have. But wait. Yeah, but if you ever come in here and I say to you, this is it. When this is gone, it is gone. That's why I don't lie. I, there will when, never when be another bottle.: bottle gonna be. Well, what we're going to hopefully do in the springtime or down the road a little bit is do another blind tasting, mm-hmm. get Eric to come in at the end again, we'll do a big release for it, but we have to piece them out. We're mm-hmm. waiting We want to get to the bigger aged. Mm-hmm. So this was actually of the um, 26 months. We're up to four months now. The next batch that's coming out that we haven't pulled out on the is even older. What? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're just getting older and older and older. <laughs> so Different and different and different. Now, we yeah, also so have a cask strength. I'm just the so.
1: delivery I the I know, <laughs> a delivery guy. I don't know what we put on the Now there are two ryes that I I know. I know, what <laughs> I know. Now, now. I knew that
2: those were going to be the two ryes that you like. Now, I'm going to give you... Out of curiosity,
1: how much does Stolen Wolf rye sell? So the
2: Stolen Wolf rye is 50 for the regular, the 90 proof. And then we go up from there because then we have the five-year, which we're going to do right now, the five-year... Bourbon blended white with two-year rye, which is the white label whiskey. Okay, now it's jokingly, as I joke, joke, joke. No one get offended. I call this my bourbon drinkers rye. I call this my Kentucky bourbon. We won't get bourbon. about okay? that kind of
1: stuff. We're not. We're doing this whole thing because we want to learn more about Good. this stuff. So we're not going to come in here. No, and go, I wouldn't How want to offend you? any of your
2: listeners because then they'll give you nasty, nasty well, if emails. They get a well, they can and they'll stop. say pencil-tucky Bourbon, and I'll say, yeah, "Come drink my pencil-tucky it, Bourbon." It. It's well, fun. no, we're, like I said,
1: we 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 sit on the show and we talk about like our taster notes and what we're getting. And there's got to be like you know people who've been drinking for years going like, "You fools." All right. Yeah. But we're just doing this to figure it yeah. out. So yeah. there's like zero pretense with us. So you That's don't great. have to say like no offense or anything right. because we're probably offending okay. people on a weekly basis. Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly.
3: Well the big thing here is that we're not Dana says that she like, you know, she's sorry if she's wrong in this and that, but the thing is is that vicariously through me she's not wrong. <laughs> she is never wrong. And, and the thing is is it's because she well, we have serviced wrong. over twenty five thousand buyers, transactions <laughs> mm-hmm. here at the store in a year and a half. And I'd probably say that at least half of them bought whiskey or bourbon here. Mm-hmm. And they bought it not because they felt pressure to. They bought it because it's quality. Mm-hmm. And it's people right. like Dana you're not gonna and buy... the other sisters of spirits mm-hmm. that also work here and some of the other gentlemen. But the idea is, is that customer service is Dana and she it, she does what she does to the best of anybody I've ever met. Thank you. And the Hands bourbon down. and the rides yeah. that we have they sell themselves, mm-hmm. but it's our job to
2: get the right you, one in front, front of you. Right. That's Let all me. I do. So back to the website is that
3: Dan started here because she fell in love with the coconut rum. Let's not forget that. That is true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Truth be told, I fell in love with Danielle because she was serving me the coconut rum. It's you, very hard to say Danielle no. Danielle was
1: here...
3: You know why? I, she
2: no, is she an is. Angel. Yeah, she is an angel, and she batted those eyelashes at me, and same kind of thing, right? Where she said, "Remember, that's kind of where we will say the same things over and over again." Because trust me, we we do this all day long, and so yeah, you'll hear the same kind of repeated things. But that's why I always say, "Say the truth," because you can always take the truth in different directions, mm-hmm. right? Lies you never remember, but this is true on Danielle when she leaned down to give me that taste of coconut rum, in my brain as a bartender, I was going, No! Because (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to put a Malibu in my mouth. Mm -hmm. But I was sitting on the ground with my dog and Kevin Lloyd, who was the distiller who made it, so I didn't want to offend him. Of Big Springs. Of Big Spring Spirits, right? So... I'm gonna say yes because the man who made it's right there and I don't want to right. offend him and all of his products are in the store. So Danielle hands it to me and she goes, Here, here's this coconut rum, try and she patted those eyelashes and I was like, Okay. So I drank it and then I looked at Kevin and I said, Literally, we have a bleeper on this one anyway, I said, You made this? And he's like yeah, and I'm like, no, you made this. He's like, yeah, and I was like, that is the best coconut rum I have had, not on an island, no lie. And I said, I could sell this shit all day long. And <laughs> within minutes, like all these, bing, 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 start going off my head, and I'm looking around. And I'm like, this is amazing. Is and then it started is like talking to faith. Yeah, and then I walked over and I got faith, which was his sister. Well, first she came out and fell in love with my dog, which everybody falls mm-hmm. in love with Lucy Lou. So, yeah. and then I looked at her and I said, I know this is gonna sound crazy. I said, but I get what's going on here? I said, I've been in this industry for 25 years here and this is amazing. Now, granted, I hadn't met the man, the myth, the legend yet, right? The <laughs> genius that I have to Deliberate. say. Right? Yeah. And but I remember
3: the- Faith coming to me about her and I was like, no, mm-hmm. no, yeah. I don't know her. She's yeah. not, I, I like, cause Danielle I've known since grade school mm-hmm. and um, pretty much Faith and me, Danielle and I don't even Todd. Todd. And Todd. And Todd was here because of Danielle and I, I knew Danielle
2: and, and you had sold to Todd for years. so yes. you knew Todd too. But yeah, yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty left out. I was just. I was the odd. You know, I was the yeah. one. I wasn't part of the family. Mm-hmm. But I believed and I knew what this was. And mm-hmm. as a and, and I, I I was on the ground during the craft beer right as a bartender. And I remember mm-hmm. people telling me that I wasn't going to get people when I was trying to get um, East End mm-hmm. into our bar. And my bar manager was telling me that I wasn't going to get people to pay six dollars for a beer. Right, yeah, so right. And well, I said to them, "We are." Paid
3: nine dollars yeah. for half a beer.
2: Yeah. So I'm telling them. I'm, so as a bartender, I believe in quality, right? I believe in quality. So I was like, I, I, this is it. This is the wave. This is the next wave, right? Mm-hmm. This is the future. And this guy was just smart enough and brazen enough to, you know, find the loopholes and do what everybody said he couldn't do. And I was like, sign me. Up mm-hmm. for that because I knew what mm-hmm. I could bring on this end, mm-hmm. and I knew what that was—that smart enough to figure out what nobody else could do, mm-hmm. right? I'm so, just defiant. Just defiant. I'm
3: a revolutionist. So we, a are the, we, are, yeah, we are the, yeah,
2: we are the like the 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 yin <sighs> and the yang here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a mm-hmm. really good balance, mm-hmm. even though we're very different people. It's mm-hmm. a it's a great oh, balance, wait, and we special, both man. believe in putting mm-hmm. people first. And that was the other big selling point with Christian for me mm-hmm. is that. I would always get in trouble wherever I worked because I would always put the customer first. So the line hated me. Mm-hmm. The line hated me because I would always make sure that my customers were happy. Oh, yeah, me, yeah. You know, and so the line would give me the dirty looks and say, "Do you know?" And I'm like, "I don't care what you have to do. That the customer's right. The customer wants it. Right? He lets me do that with every customer here. He lets mm-hmm. me treat every customer like they're the one and only." And that's how we build the relationship. Sometimes I
3: get, like, moving along, moving <laughs> along. But that's just me, like, being me. <laughs>
2: yeah, true. Burn and burn. Yeah, yeah. Well, ring but at the same time, yeah. it's but, like... then he, but then they come back, and then they, they 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 rebuild their entire bar, and they walk out with, like, two cases, and he smiles real big, like, that's my girl. That. That's my girl. <laughs> there she goes. Look at that. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. But I had, you know, mm-hmm. but you, you build the trust. Mm-hmm. That's why they come back. Yeah. You know? So, build relationships to build profit. Yeah. My
3: grandfather taught me that since I was eight years old. Relationships right. first.
2: So the five year straight bourbon blended with the two year straight rye. You were never getting this because this is coming home with me. I know. I know. you. See, how I, see, uh, see what he uh, did there? See I know. what he did there. Yeah,
1: uh, he the first thing he said in this segment was, I'm not really a rye guy. I know. single-bale <laughs> rye.
2: <laughs> I convert so, many of so you now daily. I my like favorite two Yeah, that's right. So you know what my favorite what one of my other favorite things to say to guys when they come in here? I'll be like, so are you one of those guys that only drinks bourbon, or do you like all good whiskey? Mm-hmm. Because if you're open to good whiskey, I can put plenty of good whiskeys before you. If you are stuck only on the idea that all you like is bourbon, mm-hmm. then you're going to be limited. Mm-hmm. So my job is to show you that, right? And that's what I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. I'll grab... I'm not going to... She likes a challenge. I do. Yeah. I love a challenge. To be fair,
1: I do like scotch, and I do like right. whiskey. I love right. scotch. So okay. I love all I've got a things, thing brown... brown. Yeah. I like I like good whiskey. Yeah, no, I like good whiskey. My, my, my issue is that most of the rye I've had up to this point Whis- has been so peppery. <laughs> so right. And I
2: and um, I have that. That's this guy take right a shine, here. Take a shot. Because here. I'm about
1: to say it, I have a bit of a sweet tooth. Yeah, it's
2: okay.
3: Here. <laughs> now, ready?
2: Ready? You're going to see? Now, this is, this is why. This is what I wouldn't do to you. Okay? So if you were my guy in front of me and we're doing our tasting, this is not what I would start off with. Okay. And this is why we have to educate, right? Okay. This is gorgeous, though. You have to trust me. This isn't your rye. Okay. But this is one of the sexiest little rye's around. This is so called. I thought we were going to do Stolen with Bourbon. I thought he already tasted we did. it. We did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. We missed that one.
1: <laughs> what? We didn't talk about it. No,
2: it's a five year straight bourbon blended with a two year straight rye. She did. yeah. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my pencil-tucky bourbon. This is my
1: second cup of that.
0: Yeah
2: we, yeah, we got two of those. Yeah. Uh, and I see
0: what you mean by the ten I'm not complaining. Tucky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is a
2: pencil tucky bourbon because yeah. it's 80% that five-year straight bourbon. It's mm-hmm. 20% the two-year straight mm-hmm. rye, right? So, again, it's not going to go – it's actually – and the the five-year bourbon that's in here is actually a 60% corn – there's the brain. 60% corn, 30 uh, – 6% rye, and 4% malted barley. So even the bourbon that's in here is a high-cut rye, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's a very high-cut mm-hmm. rye, so it's a little more balanced, it's, mm-hmm. but it's not going to drink like a Kentucky bourbon at mm-hmm. all, right? They're owning a so, char on their label. Mm-hmm. This guy here, I have to go Monongahela gonna, He's going he's to he's be paying my tickets. <laughs> so this is going to be more like a Monongahela-style rye, right? Mm-hmm. And I would focus more on this, trust me, we have 116 um or the last batch 115 straight cask strength 5 year straight bourbon. But Dick um, this is Dick stole the rye. Let's go back to the rye for a second real quick and then we'll sum this one up. So the rye is the way that I explain it and I tell Eric this to his face which makes sense so I never like wanna offend him I said. I and mean, this is basically Dick teaching Eric how to mash distill and put in a barrel. Like, from beginning to end, right? That's the rye. That's their flagship. Because Dick is 85 years old, we technically do not have the five years to wait for his bourbon to come to age. So he goes and hand-selects these five-year bourbons, and then he blends them with the two-year rye. This is Dick still teaching Eric how to blend, which is also a very important part of making whiskey, right? Mm-hmm. So think of this distillation from point, like, from A to Z, right? They do everything. This one is more of the blending project, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where you have that... Five year bourbon, and so if you ever look on the back of the bottle, we'll say Indiana on that. That one is hand selected and sourced. But when Dick goes and hand selects, teaching Eric how to do things, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, right? Mm -hmm. So this guy is a 115 cask strength five years straight. So when I say blending, right? yeah, we got charged.
4: <laughs>
2: so when I tell you five years straight, right, that goes into this. Straight this is cut curb. down to eighty-eight proof, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. So most everything we've been drinking has been in the the low. We started with low eighties, but mostly nineties, nineties to hundred, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? Big Springs does a higher proof at around hundred proof mm-hmm. right now, but the Pennsylvania Bourbon, Stolen Wolf Whiskey that you just drank was a was a eighty-eight, right? Mm-hmm. Or eighty-six. This guy's a hundred and 15 but it's one of the smoothest 115 so this is when they collect the barrels to blend with this this is Dick saying hey Eric you don't blend that you don't
3: <laughs> Jeremy's like put that shit I, that I, I gotta go I gotta go and I'm like dude cast proof he's like gotta stay gotta, gotta stay, stay. Yeah.
2: so 115 I okay wait this one guys split it because it's 115 I wanna hurt you um, three sips three sips on girlfriend. this one okay Same. this is one thing I've learned I don't care how you drink your whiskey at home Mm -hmm. Right, but when you drink your whiskey for tasting, on on a higher proof, please do it in at least three sips. Mm -hmm. Because I watch every day as by the time they get to the third sip. Now your taste buds will go back to working, okay? The first sip is just going to be the shock on the system of the mouth. Your your taste buds are going to go, what? Second sip, your brain and your taste buds will kind of be fighting with each other. Then by the third sip, your taste buds will go back to working again, and then you will get the flavor profile, and yes, that is 115 proof. No, it's not. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. How much? $80 for 115 proof. I'm going to
1: go broke at this place,
2: you know. (laughs) We sold.
1: What happened, Zach? I got paid on Friday and I went broke on Friday. <laughs> we sell
3: more, we sell it faster than they can give it. Give yeah, it us. we
2: have to keep, it's we insane. have to, we had to bring Eric in last weekend to bring <clears throat> us a truckload because, so I remember, and again, when these guys listened to us, right? So when we did the single barrel selection with Eric mm-hmm. and originally, mm-hmm. he brought, he had in, in, a, in a bottle, they were all blank, he had a 107 cask proof yeah. rye. And I looked at him and I said, my, I have my that? One I've
1: had He's like, what do you month? mean?
2: I was like, why aren't we selling that? He's like, it's 107 cask proof. I'm like, again. And?
4: You
1: get so much
2: I like could that. sell that. <laughs> yeah, that is so delicious. Never, it's beautiful. Let me sell like, that. Oh, yeah, so now we like, have
1: well, my mouth
2: 106 cow. cask this, proof bit right? Bit. right? Yeah. We get 115, and they're flying because mm-hmm. they're beautiful. They're individual whiskies. They're all single barrel and cask.
0: I mean, this is not... Their labels beautiful. Too. If I was I blind this tasting this I wouldn't have guessed over 100 print. proof.
2: Yeah. 115 proof. Graphic designers now that's every that that's that bourbon mash bill that I just I told you about though too. That's the that um drinking. 60% yeah. corn, 36% rye mm-hmm. and 4% malted barley, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's Sorry, the 80% I was, I was
1: geeking out over the label.
2: That's a 60% corn, uh 36% rye and 4% malted barley. So that Damn, is that's good. That is a high cut rye. See, look at, look at, look at you loving rye every day oh, a little more. Nice. I know, I know. It's Don't get. Rye, we're gonna rye, get rye. you away from words, and we're gonna let your mouth decide what you like from now on. Okay? That's what I do. <laughs> I'm gonna find you. 51% corn, 49% rye. Yeah. I'm find you one. Or I'll make it for you. A... I will tell
1: you what. I will be back in. Like, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Probably on
2: Friday. It's delicious. I know. Mm -hmm. So that's a a slow sipper. I tried that guy, that Rebellion
1: rye that you poured. I think it's okay.
2: No, it's very spicy. So guess what the Rebellion rye is? This is the closest thing that we have. The Rebellion rye is coming from Red Pump. It's in Washington, PA, Mm -hmm. too. Again, everything, Whiskey Rebellion, paying homage. These guys are very serious about it. Every year down there, during the Fourth of July week, they celebrate Whiskey Rebellion Days. You should go do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is the closest thing I have to a Monongahela-style rye right now in the shop. Um, it is a 90% rye, 10% malted mm-hmm. barley, locally sourced Monongah halo rye, right? Ed, for again, when I go to my I Never Lie, for the first month and a half of this guy, I kept saying, I don't know how the hell he got this so smooth. Because it feels like it's going it, to, the spice is intense mm-hmm. all over your tongue. It's almost feeling like it's jitterbugging on your tongue. It's dancing all over your tongue. Mm-hmm. So your brain is telling you it's going to hurt going down because mm-hmm. that's what you're used to. Mm-hmm. But then surprise, it's...
3: smooth. Mm. I would put any Monongahela rye in the state of Pennsylvania up against that. Absolutely. And I guarantee you that would win. Absolutely. Do but you, you know why?
2: Do you know why it wins? Because I was right. And when he came in last time, because Kevin and I from um, Liberty Pole Kevin were up. drinking this, mm-hmm. right? And I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me, and we're drinking this together the first time, and I'm like, how the, he, how the hell did he get that so smooth? How the hell did he get that so smooth? And Kevin's looking at me, how the hell did he get that so smooth? I'm like, we both look at eyes, he's like, five-gallon barrels. He has to be using five-gallon barrels. So I would tell people, I don't know, but the only thing I can guess is that he's using five-gallon barrels. Well, now I can say, he's using five-gallon barrels. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> when he came in last time. Mm-hmm. So right now, we only have this available in half bottles. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't even have it. Capacity. Oh, yes. Right? He's, tomorrow,
3: yeah. he's dropping us off 24 of these. Yeah, right. And that's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. That's but I, <laughs> that's where
2: the danger comes in. So what? I don't want this to change. Because mm-hmm. this is so smooth on the back end. Right? Mm-hmm. This is, is so smooth on the back end. And I love this for what a a Pennsylvania rye represents. Imagine what
3: these guys will be doing in like 10, 20 years. So So when you say Monongahela rye, Mm -hmm. can you explain
0: what that
2: is? So the Monongahela rye that I understand, and according to Ed, so this was the premier whiskey of the region, especially Western Pennsylvania, right? Making your whiskey with what you have most readily available. There were things about the Monongahela rye that made it special. First of all, which I just learned from Ed, you had to use a specific type of still right, which is like a three-column still. It was basically the precursor to the continuous distillation process, right, where the continuous distilling was through this, mm-hmm. through the Monongahela rye. Um, and so it was rye with rye and a little bit of rye, right? Mm-hmm. That's the style. It wasn't mm-hmm. going to be a weeded rye. It was rye, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And so... Because primarily, and with all the waterways, everything here, we were producing much of the whiskey in this area and sending it all over the country. So this became known as the rye. Monongahela was the area from Mm. the watershed coming up, right? From West Virginia, that was the waterway coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was the particular rye that was known from this region. And this was the rye that when we're talking about those classic cocktails, this was the type of rye that all of those classic cocktails were being built around. Now, granted, it probably wasn't as smooth on the back end, but... Mm -hmm. That spice. So that's where you see the sugar in the drinks. That's where you see the sweet vermouth was to balance out the spice of yep. the rye. Mm-hmm. That's what a cocktail was supposed to be, was to be balanced, right? So if you had something that was up here, you were adding this to bring it down here. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this was this is what the only I have hundred percent rye from um, Big Spring Spirits, mm-hmm. right? And I love this rye for its own reasons. It's 100%. No barley whatsoever. But this one is being aged. You see the color on it? And used cooperage. Mm-hmm. So this one is like being in the field and chewing on the grass. <laughs> right? But when I open up this bottle for somebody that's ever lived near a farm, on a farm, it's like you smell the grain. So this is unique. It doesn't have all the barrel on it. Right?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
2: So it's its own character, but it's mm-hmm. 100%. You're just gonna chew on this grass and it's a great rock sipping, right? Where this one's gonna be a little more barrel, a little more spice, a little more intense. This is barrel-aged for two years in a used barrel. This is barrel-aged for about a year, but in a five-gallon barrel, right? Gotcha. So this this is actually drinking smoother, I'll be completely honest. On the back end, this one is a little bit smoother going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, different no character, completely different good. character for different kinds of rocks drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still make cocktails look well.
0: And what is the, the bank pump? What does that one go for? The,
2: this goes for twenty five bucks. God. I know. I know. Shut up, bitch. Yeah. He no, had no, little flaps. My wife's flashing, gonna hate you actually. guys.
3: <laughs> Cash it's twenty-nine ninety-nine. <$29.99. laughs>
2: <laughs> we so, do not bootleg <laughs> here. That's there, we do not bootleg here. There is none of that going on. He jokes. I oh, know. So um
1: <laughs> I tease, I jest.
2: I yeah. will let Kristen you can tell them all about because you know him intimately. I only know
3: about Joel Wolf and Conneaut sellers winery and distillery is because I started working with him to broker his wine. Well this is
2: being aged okay, it's a, the the Conneaut it's we call this it's a four-grain, mm-hmm. right? Um it's being aged for a little over a year, between a year and a year and a half right now. Mm-hmm. Right. But this one makes my um again, I say how I like Match people with what they drink, right? Mm. So when I have my people that come in that are normally like a Jack drinker, mm. right? Proud. They're going to drink this
3: Irish whiskey. Okay, Sounds good.
2: They're going to drink this because that flavor profile is going to be there for them with the sweetness of the corn. So this is a seventy-five percent corn on the half town, fifteen um, percent wheat, five percent barley, and five percent rye. Um, it is, like I said, only I believe it's a thirty-gallon barrel. I Wrong on that. We have to talk to Joel, but it's still fifty-three and
3: he's about to do some crazy. He's about to show us some really wild stuff. One hundred percent German rye barrels. Like he's he's about to show us some funk. Well, then it's, he got a pretty nice. smooth so, whiskey for it, yeah. only
2: being about a year and a half old. Because batch, I, it I felt like it was ever. yeah.
3: Or okay. second ever, yeah. second batch ever. But the, the thought process is he has 37 years of winemaking background. So he's a um, fermentation master. Yes. He is actually the most award-winning winery on the East Coast. Really? Because he's been around for 37 years. Right. So yeah, well, but he has boxes, wine. boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes. So it's a, it's a Finger Lake grape region wine. But the idea is, is that I would love to buy his winery to turn into a distillery. <laughs> it's one of the largest in the state. So.
2: I could retire up in Connaught. I, I really could like, like this. Konya. This, was the, first.
1: <laughs> <names> this <laughs> was the first one you poured for me when I came. Yeah, out. and this I really so liked good. it. So I, it was really you just really pleasant. can get
2: the four grain on it, which is nice. You know, it's not you get the you get the the corn, you get mm-hmm. the nice sweet corn. Um, this one, like I said, what it's I like about solid. this is it's a solid whiskey. Right, It does you proud. It's, yeah. it, nobody's going to turn their nose up at this. If somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, I want a whiskey. And it's, it's that guy that always gets like a whiskey with a splash. right? Mm. Give him this. He's not going to be like, What is that? No. You know? no. We have some things that I've seen that are really young, that are a little bitier, that what? have come out. But this is gorgeous. We have not That's had good. any complaints. My about this old
3: one. school best friend, who's still a good friend of mine, I grew up with, his dad drank Jim Beam his entire life. He came yep. in here last okay. week and was like, like, first time he was ever in the store. Right? And I was he was like, I want to buy my dad a present. And I was like, well, obviously he wants a big Jim Beam. And I was like, this. And yep. I went up the, a couple of days after, saw him up in a millionaire. He just told me his dad drank half the bottle and wanted another
2: one. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody that's like a turkey, Jim, or Jack... They're gonna. They're not gonna be overwhelmed by all of the insanity and like, what is that? A chocolate quality note, over yeah. quantity, right? Quality <laughs>
3: over quantity, and that's what we do yeah. here. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's
1: like, so, but you still want. you mind if I look at this? Yeah, yeah Take it. Yeah. yeah, Take it. She said, "Take it." So take yeah, you can take just it. take okay. it. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is tonight with
0: dinner.
1: All that's, right. That's and now... Really, n- I have to run, have so I'm gonna do, to do this one quickly this. before
2: I go and miss my miss my. It's my date with uh, returning a rental car that can't be <laughs> late. <laughs> so uh, Barrel Twenty One is um, joined us this year as well. Uh, they are uh, right in State College, so they're pretty well known up there. They have a great following because they had uh, what was known as Otto's Brewery right across the street. So this is their sister distillery now, Barrel Twenty One. Okay, um, they are using uh, fifty-three gallon barrels. They are number four char. They are uh, getting us now. We have both are straight. So we have a straight and rye and a straight this bourbon. Our- this is um, going to be, uh, again, like we had this corn here, which was the corn no, appreciate, appreciate. the corn from the bloody butcher corn, which mm-hmm. was the non-GMO. Mm-hmm. So <clears> this is going to drink differently than your Kentucky bourbon mm-hmm. uh, okay. because it's using what's called a Wapsie Valley corn, which is a red and white corn. Yeah. Okay. And so it's 70% Wapsi Valley corn and uh, 15% Denko rye. That Denko rye is slightly, it's a European import rye. They say it's a little slightly less spicy, right? Um, so where's your cup, love? Do we have any more cups left for you? There you go. Big ones. Big ones. Big <laughs> ones.
1: Okay.
2: So. Thank you, sir.
1: You go, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Wow. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, he
2: has whiskey. stuff in his glass though.
3: I, I still got a 115 proof Yeah, diamond. he's
2: still sipping on what he Is doesn't that 115, want to
1: let go. Though. A 115. That was a bit of a game. Before. They lied on that label. Anyway.
2: So I find with this one <laughs> no. Um, no, it, interesting. It actually, 116. <laughs> Going back to the people that just like good whiskey, if I can get them, uh, if, if I have somebody that tells me that they don't like bourbon, right, I don't want them to see that this says bourbon on here, but if I can get somebody that's usually going to drink more like a, a Jameson drinker, mm-hmm. right, somebody that likes the sweet and smooth, but lets you still know you're drinking whiskey, right? Like that.
0: That's very interesting. That's good. Mm-hmm.
2: Has a little bite mm-hmm. on, the, a little, on, the, a little, on the front, right? A hug right there. Yep, yep. The yeah.
1: impalate's nice. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. It's soft.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they have... Um, a little
3: bit. that finish. Mike Smith? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, he writes for the whiskey again. Yeah, what's his
2: name? <laughs> I know that. Oh. I can't remember his name right now. I just blanked. What, you
3: can't recall it that
0: quickly? I'm sorry.
2: I
1: forgot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice, like, sweet, woodsy finish to that. Mm-hmm. It's not overwhelmingly sweet mm-hmm. but it's not overwhelmingly earthy either no I like that I woody, like that I like that I like taste. that woodsy yeah. sweet kind of mm-hmm. flavor you definitely get the barrel in there I think Yeah, they
2: they, they. I love these guys they waited until it was ready mm-hmm. they didn't they mm-hmm. went White, they could have gone like boop 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 and given us younger ones along the way we oh, waited yeah. they had the two years straight it's yeah. only going to get better from here right
1: I can't wait until they wait a little longer. Yep. Yeah, because right. that right there is an everyday whiskey for me.
2: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 beautiful. Um, White Tail is the name of it, the White Tail Bourbon from Barrel Twenty One.
1: Oh yeah, there's nothing to complain about.
2: Nope, mm-hmm. ninety proof too at that. So I mean, even at the proof, it's yeah. still it's not bad. At all. I mean, it's I still, still don't right believe that's, that's
1: one fifteen. But that's a good ninety.
3: Oh really?
2: That can have that branding. They're the mm-hmm.
3: only distillery in here that has two year straight or straight mm-hmm. bourbon mm-hmm. on
1: Right? It's good.
2: Well, except for the
1: new five year drink. That, ooh, I don't know what's my favorite one now. But yes. Because that one fifteen is high marks for me right now. Mm-hmm. But that white tail, that's really good.
2: Yep.
1: Like, that's just pleasant. Mm-hmm. You know, I could go home right now and I could be like, oh, I just want to sit down. I want to have a bourbon. I don't want to be punched in the face by it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love, I like I said, I, I love the fact that they waited and... um you know, these guys are cool too because they have a brewery, right? So they get to play with some of these different grains mm-hmm. that other people aren't as familiar with, like that Danko rye, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure, I guarantee you, that they used that in brewing at one point in time, and that's how it came to light. Um, so I would say, let me see if there was one more whiskey that you had to try. What did we miss on them, Christian? On who? The these guys, did we miss anything? Yeah, that was. Oh, I thought yeah, I'm pretty sure we, we just ran You've all had like 15 whiskeys. <laughs> so I haven't.
3: We're the ones drinking. I
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's why let's give you some dessert. All right. Remember when we said that that I never say bread. no to dessert. Okay. We'll Perfect. give you give you what a honey I'm bourbon. I'm not going to
1: say no to danger. What are you talking like? about? Yeah. So, remember I feel like I haven't been steered wrong yet. So. No, no,
2: I'm not going to steer you wrong. You're oh. going to come visit me here. I
1: will say the one I feel like a bit of a Philistine because this this guy here, what was it? The, uh, the, no, the Rebel rye. rye, the Rebellion uh, Rye. I thought it was smooth, but it wasn't my favorite flavor profile. No,
2: because it's almost all rye, and it's okay. Yeah. you That's what we said. That's not your flavor profile. Yeah. I knew that after two minutes of talking to you. Your flavor profile is this guy and this guy because you need a medium rye mm. with a little rounding on your tongue, yeah. right? So that's where I'm going to steer you, and then I'm going to line up four in a row— of the things I have closest to that, with one on this end, this the guy, this guy, and that guy, mm-hmm. and then I'm still going to let you pick which one works for you, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll encourage you <laughs> if you need some <laughs> encouragement. That's my, my job. Well, I mean,
1: that's well, this still... This is some breath. honey
2: bourbon, right? So this is great. This is called your toddy, your rocks drinking, but this is what a honey bourbon should be. If somebody comes in here and says, is this American honey? No. Honey, <laughs> honey. If, honey bourbon. Yes. This is honey with a touch... Right. Mm. So he gave us four choices. He gave us A, B, C, and D. Right. We all picked the Goldilocks, which was right in the middle. So there was one that was too sweet. There was one that was too bitey. And then there was one that was just right. And it ended up being this guy. So he let us pick it, and it's been one of our best sellers because everybody comes in. What I love about this, now, don't be offended that it's a 70 proof because what happens is he takes what most people don't do, he takes a beautifully finished bourbon that we go back to Smokey Guy, right? Mm-hmm. He takes his beautifully smooth finished bourbon mm-hmm. and then to that adds a local wildflower honey. So mm-hmm. you always want to just give it a little shake when you get it because it's actually a real honey in there. Oh, so as I like good. to tell my people on the daily basis here, you're not drinking, you're fighting your seasonal allergies. <laughs> Boom. I'll drink to that. That's right. Ah, so. <laughs> put that in your toddy.
0: Holy crap. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. From now on, when I get a sore throat, this that's is, is going to be my right? drink. Yeah. No? Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah. it is. I don't even like honey this I know. Shut it again. <laughs> we'll end this one, the second one here. Okay. Right. So if you already haven't been down, get your ass down here to P.I. Basin's. Come hang out with, forget Christian,
1: come hang out with Dana. <laughs> come <visit> me. <laughs> And tell her we oh, sent you. Guys, I'm, I'm not a rye guy. But I, found, <laughs> I found
0: two that I like tonight. So, Zach, let's end this the way we always end it. Zach, cheers to you. John, cheers to you.
4: And cheers
2: to you. <laughs>